What is good, everybody? Welcome back to Real Talk. And you know what I really want to get into right now? Some real talk right here. Darren Waller just got back from tight end university. You know, tight ends of around the league got together, got went over tips, tricks, got to throw with some quarterbacks, got to do some catching, got to do some bonding, got to get together and, and really just kind of do things as tight ends. But he got back from tight end university and he came out with his top five tight end list. Now, I'm not going to argue with the man. I'm definitely not going to argue with the man. Uh, but there are some interesting names on here. Not interesting names, but interesting placements. Uh, we'll go from five to one. Number five, we have Mark Andrews. I definitely believe Mark Andrews is a top five tight end. Uh, he has proven that over the past couple of years. He played lights out last year, probably was the top tight end last year, uh, especially in fantasy. Uh, you have Kyle Pitts, up and coming guy. Obviously, second-year player, uh, but obviously he's getting a lot of looks from the guys around the league, getting a lot of love from his peers. Um, you know, I, I would probably not put him at four right now, but I definitely do believe that he has the ability to be in that top five. Uh, three, you have George Kittle, who is probably the best blocking and receiving tight end uh, in this group. Uh, Kittle is an absolute monster when he's on the field. Um, you know, obviously he's had some, some issues with injuries over the past couple of years, but when he is playing, uh, he is a force and he's somebody that teams have to game plan around, uh, to Travis Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey, another guy who, you know, has been a headache for defensive coordinators over the past few years, uh, number of years. And he's somebody who has definitely put his, uh, stamp out there as a top five tight end. And then number one, we have Darren Waller. And Darren Waller is, in my opinion, he's a top three tight end. Uh, if you're not putting yourself first, then you're last. Uh, but I look at it like this. Darren Waller's coming off an injury. Uh, Darren Waller is facing a contract year. Um, the Raiders are looking to extend him. They're looking to, you know, keep him around for a long time. And believe me, you want to sell yourself. You want to believe in yourself. So Darren Waller putting himself at one, I have no problem with that. Uh, the way I put the list, I would say right now, uh, if we're looking at the numbers, I would say right now you have Mark Andrews, who finished last year uh, as probably the best tight end, then Travis Kelsey, then George Kittle, then Darren Waller. Um, and then if we want to keep Kyle Pitts in there, then we'll put, we'll put Kyle Pitts at five. Now, I'm not saying that Darren Waller is not a top three tight end. Like I said before, Darren Waller is a top three tight end. I'm just saying based off of last season, because he is coming off an injury, we have to put those numbers there. But the confidence that Darren Waller exudes in putting out that he is a number one tight end, hey, let's go. That's what I want from my tight end. That's what I want from anybody on the team. I want Derek Carr to say he's the best quarterback in the league. And we know that he's not number one, but Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback. But if Derek Carr just goes out there and says, there's guys better than me and I don't think that I'm good enough, no, nobody wants to hear that. So you better be saying that you're number one. And if you're not saying that you're number one, you're lying to yourself. So before we get into this podcast, before we get into everything, because we're going to have a little fun here. We, uh, we haven't been here for a while. Last time we were here, we were talking about Javon Kinlaw and what people are saying. And Right now, I'm going to talk about some rumors. And before we get into that, let's take a quick break and uh, pay some bills. 
Do you ever find yourself with a shirt when you're wearing that shirt? You're always doing the, the pinch pull, trying to pull it out, trying to pull it down, make sure it fits right, make sure that it's feeling good, make sure you look good. You don't want to bend over because you don't want it to come up in the back. You don't want to lift your hands up because you don't want your gut to hang out. Look, as big guys, we all have that problem. I have found the solution. One bone, big and all, supports everybody. Not just big dudes, not just tall dudes, not short dudes, not skinny dudes, everybody. There is a shirt out there for everybody, and their inclusive sizing makes it easy, makes it affordable, makes it fun. And if you guys go and you order a shirt today at OneBone.com, use code the underscore Kenny King Jr. 15, I'm going to give you 15% off your first purchase. Exchanges, returns are easy. The fit is nice. You're going to love it. It's lovely. It's my go-to for everything. I just went to Mexico for a vacation. I got a bunch of tanks. I had some shorts. They got everything that you need. Trust me, you're going to love it. Check it out, OneBone.com. So now let's get back into some of these rumors and talk about what, you know, is going on, especially with the Raiders and what people are talking about with the Raiders right now. So let's get back into this. So as of recently, there's been a lot of talk going around, uh, especially through Raiders Twitter, about Indomitian Sue uh, coming to the Raiders potentially. Now, Sue created some of that interest as he tweeted out, Raiders could be fun. Uh, went on and was talking with Mina Kimes. Uh, when she asked about the Raiders, he did show a little bit of a smile. Sue would be a great addition to the Raiders' defense, especially with his pass rushing ability. Um, the Raiders' interior defensive line uh, needs somebody who can who can do that up the middle. And I think that you know bringing in Sue, who's been a veteran leader, who's been a veteran player, um, somebody who's been uh, great over his years. I think that he would be somebody who would be a great addition, especially with Max Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. Now, the question is obviously money. Do the Raiders have the salary cap to do so? Um, there's obviously some moves that are going to need to be made, some contracts that may need to get restructured. The Raiders are still looking to restructure, not restructure, but re-sign Darren Waller. Um, and then Denzel Perryman's another guy who is looking to get a contact contract extension. So those are going to be the questions that are surrounded by, you know, what are the Raiders' next steps and what are the Raiders going to do? Uh, I think Sue is a very intriguing name, obviously, you know, the, the fans from the outside, the, the fans that used to be Raider fans or the people that um, don't particularly like the Raiders will always say, well, the Raiders love to go after these old guys. Well, you know what? Some of these old guys can still play. And I think that, you know, the difference between a player burr of the caliber of Indomitian Sue or when you look at um, like a Ty, uh, Lamar Woodley, you know, when the Raiders brought in Lamar Woodley and the guy was just out there to get a paycheck. This is a different Raiders franchise, and I think that that's the thing that people need to understand. This is a different era of Raiders football. This is a different era of a Raiders franchise. And the Raiders aren't just going out to sign players. They sign, you know, previous names that did something 15 years ago in the league. The Raiders are going out there and signing impact players, guys who are going to go out there and, and make this team better. The Raiders have a, an, an idea of what they want to do with this team, what they want to do with this roster, and they're showing it. You know, you don't go out and trade for a Devontae Adams if you're not planning on trying to win a Super Bowl within the next couple of years. You don't go out and extend your quarterback. You don't go out and extend a Hunter Renfro. You don't try to extend a Darren Waller. The Raiders are making moves to keep the guys, the key pieces in place and also add key pieces in order to make this team better. And instead of adding a bunch of guys from outside or adding a bunch of free agents that, that have a that have had a big name or that had a had a ton of accolades back in the early 2000s, the Raiders are trying to make a run. And when you look at the AFC West, this is a very tough division. Now as we go through the AFC West, each team has gotten better with the exception of the Chiefs. 
and we always, I keep going through this. Until the Chiefs fall off, the Chiefs are still going to be the team to beat. I don't care any way you slice it. I know the media pundits right now are saying the Broncos are the team to beat. The Broncos haven't done shit yet. They traded for Russell Wilson. Congratulations. They have speed at their wide receiver group. Jerry Judy didn't have a single touchdown last year. To put it into perspective, Henry Ruggs, who didn't play a full season because we all know what happened with Henry Ruggs, had more touchdowns than Jerry Judy. When we look at the Chargers, the Chargers are an up-and-coming team. The Chargers were one game away from making the playoffs. The Chargers were a tie away, a wish for a tie away from making the playoffs. So there are teams that are very tough in the AFC West. And I was on Veterans Minimum the other day with my boy Nick Day's fellow Blue Wire uh, host. Uh, we had a good talk about this. And the AFC West could be potentially the best division in football. And I'm not just talking about the best division this year. I'm talking about the best division maybe within the past decade. I mean, you look around the league or you look around the division. You've got Pat Mahomes. You've got Derek Carr. You've got Russell Wilson. You've got Justin Herbert. You've got four top 10 quarterbacks in one division you have you have what you have Devonte adams who's probably the best wide receiver in the league you've got keenan allen who's a top five receiver you've got hunter renfro who's a top five slot you got darren waller who's a top three or top three tight end you got travis kelsey who's a top three tight end i mean look the afc west is stacked and the, every team in the afc west is making moves to get better because every team right now is gunning for the Chiefs. Let's let's not sugarcoat it. Let's not candy coat it. Nothing like that. Every team is gunning for the Chiefs. When we look at what the Raiders are looking to do, when we look at what the Chargers are looking to do, when we look at what the Broncos are looking to do, everybody wants to knock the Chiefs off. When you're at the top of the hill, you want to get knocked. You want to see that team get knocked off. Let's not act like the Chiefs weren't just in the AFC Championship. But in that AFC Championship, the Chiefs got exposed. And that's where the defense is coming to hand. This is That's where the defense is coming to play. Each team got a better pass rush. Randy Gregory goes to the Broncos. Khalil Mack gets traded to the Chargers. Chandler Jones shows up and goes to the Raiders. That's why I say when you look at adding players who are going to add value, you have a Max Crosby and a Chandler Jones, and Dominican Sue makes sense. Extending Denzel Perryman makes sense. The Raiders still have to address the cornerback situation. Who's going to be the starter there? You're going to learn that in camp. The safety situation. Where does Jonathan Abram fit into this defense? Personally, I'd like to see him more in the box. And obviously the biggest question mark, which hopefully we'll be able to address, especially during camp, is the offensive line. And the development of Alex Leatherwood. The, you know, the addition and the change in the round of, of the offensive scheme uh, and, and just seeing what these guys can do. Now, as we look at some more rumors, um, you know, we have to address the negative rumors as well. Uh, and some of those negative rumors are obviously, you know, the Raiders have had some front office issues. Uh, recently, Mark Davis let go of Dan Ventrell, who's been with the team for decades and um, Ventrell then retaliates and says that Davis created a toxic environment. Then Moore comes out and says that 
you know, Ventrell, who was the whistleblower, was actually the guy who was creating that toxic environment. So Mark said that he's going to speak out on it when the time is right. That being said, I think that Mark has been speaking to his lawyers and finding out what he can talk about right now, what needs to be talked about right now, uh, and what needs to be addressed later. But I think that, you know, ultimately, I don't see it falling on Mark. This isn't a Mark Davis issue. Um, this is a Dan Ventrell issue. This is possibly a Mark Bedane issue. And that's possibly why those guys were removed from their positions. You know, they, from what I've heard, um, you know, I, I don't know a lot and I don't want to speculate a lot. But from what I've heard, um, you know, Mark's a smart guy. And Mark is not going to just go out there and fire somebody for no reason. So there's reasons behind it. There's levels to this shit, right? You know, I get excited around this time of year because we had the draft. We had OTAs. Everybody showed up to OTAs. I know everybody was worried about Josh Jacobs not showing up to OTAs. Josh Jacobs was there. He didn't practice. Um, he was getting treatment. Uh, but he was there. And they said that they had everybody there. You have Darren Waller who's looking to get extended. He's there. And he talked about it candidly on his podcast talking about, you know, it doesn't make sense for him not be there. He loves football. It's what makes him tick. It's what keeps him healthy. Why would he not be there? And that just shows the kind of leader that Darren Waller is. When we look at guys that are there, it, it makes it exciting because people are bought in to this new system. People are bought into the Josh McDaniel system. And I'm excited about it. You know, I know that everybody is worried about not everybody in the Raider Nation, but, you know, everybody outside. And I think that this is, you know, the knock on on fans of other teams is they want to look for a reason to, to get flustered and to, to kind of throw shade and, they talk about 12 years ago when Josh McDaniels was with Denver. Yeah, 12 years ago. 12 years ago, I was doing a lot of stupid shit, too. So I can't really fault a guy from for what he did 12 years ago. What you want to see is, you know, what does this coach do his second time around? We've seen coaches their second time around. They get much better. You look at Pete Carroll when he came back and went to Seattle. You look at Bill Belichick when he went to New England. You know, you look at guys that have had a second chance and they made the best opportunity out of those second chances. And so those are the things that you want to see. Um, and those are the things that I get excited about. Training camp is right around the corner. Um, you know, it, it, August is going to come up on us faster than you think. July is going to come up on us faster than you think. And football season's right around the corner. I believe right now we're at like 73 days until football season. You know, that's just a little over two months until actual season. We're going to get actual football, I believe, in like, was it, 60 days or something like that. So I'm excited about that because we get fired up. And the precursor to, to it all is the Hall of Fame game. You know, that first play or that first preseason game where the Raiders are playing in Canton as the Raiders finally get to induct, finally get to induct Cliff Branch into the Hall of Fame. Now, this is something that should have been done when he was here. This is something that should have been done when he was alive. But I'm happy that he's finally being inducted. And speaking of inductions, the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame just got two of Raider Nation's own, Al Davis and John Madden. Once again, two people who should have been in a very long time ago. And I tweeted this out, that we need to give our roses while people can still smell them. We need to stop putting people and players into the hall and stop giving accolades after they pass. I don't care if it's a Raider. I don't care if it's a Niner. I don't care if it's a Bronco Chief. 
Stop giving people their roses when they cannot smell them. Give them their roses when they can smell them. And we're going to leave on that. We'll be back. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again.